stops. Hours and hours and hours of train spotting coverage. I found myself in like a wormhole of train spotting. It's my new interest. I was thinking, you know, I might take up tractor spotting after uh, after the uh, MP shenanigans of last uh, last week and the Dominator. Well, you know, there's something uh, there's something rather masculine and uh, riveting about a tractor. But you know, there's something elegant about a train, especially a steam train. Being brought up on the east coast of the UK and the steam cranes going along the coastline. There's something very romantic about it as well. But I have to say, the wormhole was created by a certain Francis Bourgeois who has a million followers on TikTok. And it's basically him getting incredibly excited, very exuberant, the most enthusiastic train spotter you'll ever see. I mean, it's at, it, the watching is magnetism. Being able to watch this guy get so excited about these different trains, reuniting with different train drivers. So today, we're going to be doing a train spotting special here. We'll be talking about Francis Bourgeois, and I highly recommend that you go on TikTok and start looking at videos. He's also on Instagram as well. I mean, I, I don't want to seem too cool here. I discovered it on Instagram, which is probably a bit more of a Gen Xer pursuit than, uh, than TikTok. But, and now, I mean, this is basically, in the background, is a train spotting diary going on. There's nobody talking. It's just videos and hours and hours of people watching trains. And apparently people watch planes flying as well. And they do this for hours and hours. But if it wasn't for Francis, I don't think I'd be that enthused. Anyway, keep calm and cauliflower cheese here. Chappy, I'm completely knocked off my rocker today because uh, of this whole train spotting thing. Now, maybe it's an insomnia. When you start watching uh, train spotting videos because you can't sleep, you know there's probably something wrong. And you may, may have even reached your prime of life in your mid-40s, when in the middle of the night, you're just watching uh, hours and hours of uh, train-spotting videos. But maybe I've I finally found my niche of what I need to do. I need to be doing voiceovers for train-spotting videos. If Francis can do it... I mean, and another thing is why you get so excited about it. I think, ladies, I mean, if you want to date somebody um, who, you know... You, trouble getting somebody off the couch, couch potato, they're watching sport all the time. Somebody like Francis that gets basically turned on with a whistling steam train, that, that's the sort of person you need to be dating, I think. I mean, it's a case of this, really. <laughs> oh, tickle my trout. Oh, dear me. What a tremendous little sound there. Oh, absolutely. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh, 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 dear, that really hit the spot there. Oh, all the loins are rejuvenated, all oh, the truly rustled. So kids, TikTok doesn't have to be about playing pranks on your teacher. It can be the most serene pursuit of train spotting.
I sort of worry a little bit for Francis as well. If he uh, saw the listing of Train Spotting, the movie, and he decided to uh, to start watching it, thinking it was going to be the uh, Horatio Hornblower from uh, Edinburgh to London, foxy, feisty flyer from St. Ives to Soho. I mean, but then it was a drug-induced film, dripping with drug culture, dripping with drug references, uh, dripping with drug taking. I mean, it must have blown his mind. I mean, Francis went for a stage. I think he was an early train spotter when he was younger. And then he turned cool and started putting gel in his hair and slicking it back. And then in lockdown, he couldn't get gel and his hair grew longer and he couldn't do anything, he started to do train spotting again. It's it's an absolutely fascinating tale. He's an enigmatic and endearing uh, host. There's no doubt about that. So coming along the way on on the podcast, it's 187 today. Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese, episode 187. And some of the fun and frolics we're going to be having on the day. Um, Also, the ease of being back of the tandem, the back of the tandem bike. I've seen a couple of tandems recently, and the people on the back seat, I guess it was like on the back seat of the bus at school, you could get away with murder. And it's the same with a tandem. They don't seem to be pulling their weight, so to speak. And often, they're they're the heavier person on the back of the tandem, so they should be, hopefully, pulling their weight a little bit more. Um, Also, breakfast burritos in the buff, a new experience. I need to get used to rain again. The uh, deterioration of an old friend. Uh, Tractor top trumps. Now, try saying that first thing in the morning. I I sort of almost failed at it. Tractor top trumps. We're going to be looking at the most revered tractors out there. I want to sort of hear the sound of the Dominator. I mean, do you think it's going to be leather clad, dripping with sweat, oil spurting everywhere? I think that's what the Dominator tractor is going to sound like, don't you? But, I mean, I wrote this before I discovered train spotting. So, early in the week, I thought, you know, I, I want to look at tractors. I want to hear tractors revving their engines. And, of course, I decided to go to the more serene, serene pursuit of, uh, of train spotting. I mean, you think you're taking up cycling, but then you, instead of cycling, you decide to uh, take up cycling with a basket and a bell. And a, uh, you know, sandwiches with a crust cut off in a nice little sandwich box. Maybe a sparkling wine or something. Now, that's my idea of cycling. If you have to put Lyca on and you have to be all aerodynamic, then, then it fails. It falls at the first hurdle for me. And I literally did fall at the first hurdle one day when I put... And I knew, I knew cycling and, and uh, probably Olympic cycling wasn't going to be for me when I put on the wrong uh, brake... Um, I, I, I pressed the wrong brake, or whatever you want to call it, and I tumbled with the greatest of these, those magnificent men on the flying trapeze, through the air, and uh, yes, I, I, I basically went through the air and landed on the pointy end of the tennis racket. You d- just don't want to be doing that particularly. So I think train sporting is probably a better pursuit for me than uh, than any tractor pulling competitions. But we, we may explore that over the course of the podcast over the uh, over the coming weeks here. Or coming episodes, actually. We're not going to leave you waiting for that long because you want to hear the the ferocious roaring engine of a, of a tractor. Now, should you put new pants on before workout or after? What happens if you only have a few pairs? We'll be discussing that dilemma. Uh, you know you're past your sell-by date when your uh, girlfriend uh, texts you 
and ask is tea ever expires we'll be exploring i mean i think when you, once you get into your 40s yes i used to get cool questions sent to me but everybody now sends me questions of well did you when do you think the when do you think the old gray is going to expire how long do you have in a in a leafy bag of old gray how long have you got to drink it and um also <laughs> the, the the ridiculous pictures and backgrounds people have on zoom calls i saw a baby yoda and harry potter world at the back of a zoom call the other day and it made me think that i need to rethink what i have in the background uh have you ever heard of anybody to be described as a cooker a cooker yes we'll be looking at cookers later on it's not the uh you know it's not where you put your sausages into brown it's uh, it's something much much more than that a cooker um, I'm also changing my morning habits. I have another little habit in the morning that I like to call the AirPod Challenge as well. Uh, diston- dishonest movers and sweaty Maradona shirts. And uh, also, I've been told, you know, I've been sent basically on my favorite little, uh, little social media emporium, Instagram. Uh, I'm basically being sold hair mousse because they think I'm losing my hair. Does it look like I'm losing my hair? I know I have a forehead and it's pretty high forehead, but this has now set the paranoia loose. Uh, We will hopefully have some trumple trombone over the course of the weekend. I know it's had a little bit of a break, but it may be creeping back in as well. But what a lovely spring day it is. I think it's going to be 80 degrees here. I think it's going to be in the mid-70s, nearly 80s in the UK as well. And uh, across Europe, it's having beautiful weather as well. So... Uh, sun's out uh, probably get your water pistols out if you're feeling very very exuberant then a super soaker Okay, so we've got a selection of old tractor sounds in the background. I mean, this is like sort of 70s uh, classic uh, pornography. I mean, this is a sort of uh, probably the uh, smutty films that uh, our friend, the MP, who got caught looking at the Dominator. Probably, you know, this is probably Morris scene here. It's probably like a a classic Joan Collins uh, blue movie here where uh, there's there's no sort of scaping going on. The bushes are allowed to grow wild. And this is a sort of this is the equivalent of the tractor here. Everything's like natural oh natural. Look at that here, you know. Yeah, the engine's just going. I mean that thing's never gonna go wrong. I mean it's like a cockroach in a nuclear explosion. It, it this thing will never lose its power. The engine's always going to be very, very well oiled. And this is like classic sort of nineteen fifties, sixties and seventies motorized fun and frolics. That sounds a little bit like me trying to get started in the morning these days. But yes, yeah, so we're gonna today on the podcast. We're gonna have the podcast interspersed with uh, tractor sounds, and there you've got your classic, you've got your classic seventies there. And I think uh, our dearest friend would uh, gladly pop that on in the back of the commons and uh, spend and while away a few hours reminiscing and fantasizing. There, there seems to be a. Uh, 
I, I think there's a certain person who wants the tractor wheel to get stuck. So there's those who want the modern type of machinery, uh, state-of-the-art, like 2021, 2022 John Deere tractors. And there's those who want, you know, they want the antique and they want to get the wheels stuck in the mud. They want the... Uh, Want the fear of getting stuck in the mud, and that's that. That may be a slight turn on for some people here, and this is what you get with uh, the, the classic tractors. So we go from tractors to gregarious Florida alligators. Seemingly could not wait for a family birthday party to begin, so it slipped into the garage where supplies were being stored and chugged down a slab of Diet Coke. The uninvited guests surprised Naples homeowners Karen and Jamie Dobson when they opened up the connecting door from their house after hearing a crash. I mean, hopefully it wasn't a sugar crash because I don't think you'd ever get a sugar crash uh, from drinking a Diet Coke. Open the door about a quarter way. Peek my head in, and there's the alligator. He said the eight-foot crocodilian was backing away, uh, froth from the, all the cans all over the floor. The couple had purchased several slabs of soda for Karen's party. Only in America would you get a slab of soda. I mean, that's a lot of Coke. There was Diet Coke spewing everywhere because the gator tore open the box and had a few cans and probably thought uh, a couple of beers as well. Uh, we're all standing there like scaredy cats. People sent me texts and emails like comments what a great birthday present the alligators believed to have sneaked in after the couple returned from walking their dog and neglected to close the garage door the dobson said they recently moved to the area from chicago and were not aware of the danger of leaving the garage door open it's something from the midwest i've never really experienced the trapper caught the alligator and relocated it to a non-residential area alligators encounters in built-in communities are more frequent during mating season and this is where like the thousands of alligators move from one area to the other, like going down the roads, there's pictures and videos of these alligators, mass migration, looking for their horny partners, or probably scaly partners, I would think, wasn't it? Began in April, last until June, they emerge from the swamps and go looking for the partner. They go from one moist area uh, that's overgrown to another moist area, hopefully. Uh, wildlife officials say they rarely pose a, a direct threat to humans. Alligators seldom bite people for reasons other than food, unless they're feeling a little bit frisky, unless it's mating season, unless Charlie the crocodile is looking for their Charlotte. Charlotte. <laughs> oh, hello, I'm Charlie. Is your name Charlotte? Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful shaped pointy nose you've got and you've got all the lovely scales and all you've got the barnacles stuck to the all the lizards oh yes beautiful barnacles stuck to your scaly skin oh what a beautiful form you have you crocodilian tease you female alligators may protect their nests from hissing and opening their mouths to frighten intruders i mean across the female gender across the whole i've been hissed at many a time i think here but you think, though, I mean, you've got a slightly randy alligator drinking Coke. I mean, that alligator is not going to go to sleep. That alligator is going to have the stamina of a triathlete. Or maybe even going back to Roman times, those who run those Spartan runs from Rome to the, you know, right to the tip of the Aegean. That alligator is going to have that sort of Romanic or Germanic stamina so if you're thinking about starting working out again and i truly am i'm so close 
to going back to the gym at lunchtime just to have a breakaway, just to get away and avoid screen time for too long. I'm that close. I'm within touching distance. I think the thing is, to make myself do it, I'm going to have to make it a feature on the podcast with me getting back to the gym. Now, listen here, folks. I've already walked three miles a day, and I basically uh, tried a new uh, sport of corgi dragging. Now, when you're trying to pull a barrel, it's like in Jaws, where you've got a great white shark, uh, you know, easily pulling one barrel along uh, and underneath the water. But you try two or three barrels, and that's the size of a corgi. You try pulling that along for three miles. That is a good workout. But anyway, I think I need to get back into the gym, and I'm probably going to publicize it. I'm probably going to do audio clips, maybe an audio diary of me getting back into the gym. I don't think it'll be today. I mean, it's Friday fun day, Friday frolic day. Um, But soon, coming to a podcast near you, hopefully this podcast, uh, you'll be hearing me back in the gym. But I think the easiest workout of all, if you're thinking about doing a joint joint sort of athletic pursuit with a partner or a friend, then I think you need to get a tandem. But you need to persuade, coerce, convince that partner that you want to sit on the back of the tandem. You don't want to go on the front. You want to go on the back of the tandem and make sure they don't have those weird, geeky, nerdy wing mirrors. But some cyclists now I've noticed they have a wing mirror built into the helmet. Now, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it, first of all, if you fall off, won't the wing mirror, could the mi- wing mirror impale you and go into the brain? It's like you're executing a zombie, for God's sake. Anyway, this was just weird. But make sure they don't get the wing mirror. Because you wanted to be doing as little effort and work as possible on the back of that tandem. It's the easiest workout of all. Basically, you can just sort of sit back and rest. And just hope that your partner, probably not very often, will look behind. Because if they haven't got the wing mirror, they're not going to look behind. But they need to see what's going on in front of them. So if you want a lovely summer pursuit, a, a summer meander then I think being the back of the tandem could be the sport for you. And then you've got your partner who's lost like 50 pounds, pure, building up pure muscle, the strongest legs ever. And you're looking like a, uh, a flat dumpling, basically. From the Times, this bromotherapy is nuts. Their masculinity is under threat. Not mine. I don't think I've ever found it. Men are turning some very alternative treatments, include tanning their testicles. It is a question on everybody's lips. Well, hopefully not the tanning testicles, uh, or at the least those of real men who feel that women have for long dominated the market for wacky wellness treatments and dubious scientific merit. Should I now tan my testicles? Yes, testicle tanning, aka red light therapy, a hitherto little known practice involves blasting one's balls with red or near infrared light. I mean, I'm wondering if it could like scan for cancer. I mean, if it has, yeah, it must be something else going on here. There has to be some good to come. There must be some sort of medical scanning uh, involved in the infrared. Or maybe the infrared's killing any nasty little things that's going on within the testicles itself. Um, but apparently it might boost testosterone. I mean, it's not completely certain. You may be giving yourself cancer, but it might boost testosterone. 
Earlier this month, Tucker Carlson, the US right-wing Fox News presenter, revealed in a trailer for the end of men a documentary about real but overblown dip in male testosterone uh, uh, production. After slow-mo shots of muscled men grilling meat, chopping wood and bizarrely milking a cow whilst collecting the milk, a personal trailer from Ohio tells Carlson, who to be fair, I mean, he looks pretty good for 52 about a solution that's definitely not crazy. Cut to a scene of a naked man standing on a rock, legs apart, submitting to some kind of light-admitting bollard. A light-admitting bollard on one's bollocks. Uh, Was he attempting to scan his penis at the supermarket self-checkout? I mean, let's hope his barcode's rather lengthy there. Uh, Or was he uh, basically doing something, uh, plugging in at the Tesla charging station? Either way. And needless to say, doctors are not impressed. What is testicle tanning? Asked Asif Manura, consultant urological surgeon. There is no scientific en- evidence that there's any benefit at all. The idea of testicle tanning as a hormonal pick-me-up emerged in a hopelessly flawed study of five men in 1939, and no proven has been made since the literature. But besides the point, it's not about roasted nuts. I mean, my fear of the whole thing here, you know, you're tanning your testicles, you're getting lovely sort of bronze balls. But what happens if you've got like sort of excess hair? Like we all do once we get over 45, we have excess hair. Could that infrared light singe the hair and cause some sort of forest fire going on? I mean, and then would you have to get the fireman around with a huge hose pipe squirting you down and trying to put out your balls from being inflamed? I mean, that is my worry about the infrared light on the testicles. I mean, it's, it seems I mean, back in the day where you used to get your magnifying glass and try to set dry blades of grass alight. I mean, that's how I feel. I've got a magnifying glass on the test. Not that anybody would, well, I would need that sort of thing. But then, you know, the laser comes through and you're setting fire to the crown jewels. And it's not, you know, they don't have the same melting capacity as gold. I mean, but not like the usual crown jewels. I imagine these things would go up in flames in an instant. I mean, if down there is a blaze, then you have to think about living in rainy climates. And I was thinking, talking about manly pursuits as well, I need to get used to the rain again. I used to get need to get used to get used to using my brain again. Well, that's true as well. But I need to get used to using the brain. Now, I lived in the UK for many, many years. Lots of rain. Uh, got used to it. Played lots of golf. Played lots of sport in the rain. And I feel it sort of toughened me up. But over the years now, I'm, uh, I'm also very sort of concerned and worried about getting my hair wet. So ever there's any rain, I'm constantly thinking, I need to ha- carry a hat in my pocket uh, for the fear of this. Like the other day, I got absolutely soaked. And then I realized that, you know, herding dogs lo- do love the rain. Uh, but your dearest host, the butler here, does not like the rain anymore. I think I've, I've lost the ability to cope with the rain and getting like it soaking wet, wet to the skin like a drowned rat. I can't, I can't, can't handle that anymore. And uh, I think over the years, you sort of build up sort of immunity to certain situations, living in the UK and dealing with rain is, uh, is, is one of those things. I need to man up. I need to go out there without a jacket on and get soaked to the skin so I can sort of renew my love and appreciation for the rain. If ever I'm back in the UK again for a long period of time, we need to get used to wearing wax jackets as well. Back in my uh, in my svelte days, <laughs> if I ever had svelte days, 
get away with wearing a barber jacket and not sweating. I think now, if I put a barber jacket on, it would be basically like going into a sauna wrapped in surround wrap. So I would think about doing this tomorrow, but I want to get you ready. If you want need to prepare to get your picnic ready and to get your lack of attire ready, ladies and gentlemen, it's the World Naked Gardening Day, WNGD. It sounds like a radio station instead of in New York. Yes, WNGD in New York City. Uh, welcome along to the show. We're completely in the buff. We're playing the best tunes for your naked torsos all morning long. Hot tunes for your hot torsos and your naked cheering, gardening, pruning, digging, tunneling, trenching pursuits. Anyway, get ready. People across the globe are encouraged on the first Saturday of May to tend their portion, wait for it, of the world's gardening unclothed as nature's intended. Gardening is a timeless quality and anybody can do it. Young, old, singles, groups, the fit and the infirm, urban and rural. I mean, you have to be careful that you don't want to be parading around with everything flopping everywhere, everything flapping everywhere. We'll be talking about some flappage earlier, but I imagine some of these naked gardeners over a certain age, there's a lot of flappage going on. An elderly lady in Manhattan apartment can plant new annuals in a window box. Families can rake leaves in the backyard. Free hikers can pull invasive weeds along their favorite stretch of trail. More daring groups can make rapid clothes three sorties into public parks. Why garden naked? First of all, it's fun. Second, only to swimming. Gardening is at the top of the list of family-friendly activities. Uh, people are doing and consider doing it in the nude. I mean, do I don't want to go nude gardening with my family. Moreover, our culture needs to move towards a healthy sense of both body acceptance and our relation to the natural environment. Gardening naked is not only a simple joy, it reminds us, even if only for those few sun-kissed minutes, I mean, this is where you can tan your balls. Forget about the infrared tanning laser. Just go outside. I mean, would you put sort of SPF 100 down there? I mean, what sort of SPF factor do you need for naked gardening? I need to know this. All is involved is getting naked and making the world's gardens, whatever their size, public or private, healthier and more attractive. WNGD has no political agenda, nor is it owned or organized by any one particular group. Naked individuals are encouraged to adopt the day for themselves. Events like WNGD can help develop a sense of community amongst those people of every stripe and every stroke taking part in something that's bigger than one household naturist group or gardening club can move gardeners to a natural joie de vivre towards becoming a community and in the case of WNG it's fun costs no money runs no unwanted risks reminds us of our tie to the natural world and does something very good to the environment i mean my concern here and i think we need to maybe explore this a little bit deeper well probably not too deep is do you need to have to take a little wallet or fanny pack or something because what happened if you uh, if the rhododendrons give you a rash i think you need some cortisone cream or some sort of expectorant to take with you just in case you're allergic to the foliage and then you need to rub it sort of fairly liberally all over you or I don't think you want a member of your family doing that, but you need to find a way or somewhere to store this expectorant or um, the uh, cortisone cream, germline, whatever you want to use to stop you breaking out in a rash during your gardening pursuits here. But there's nothing worse than real rosy cheeks and you're scratching your bottom all the time because you've basically squashed
squatted on some sort of geranium or something. Today, you need to prepare yourself for WNGD <laughs> tomorrow. I mean, you don't have to pack any clothes or anything. That's, that's the easy part. You just have to decide what sort of pursuit you're going to be doing in the nude. First of all, it's first Saturday in May. Find an opportunity to get naked and do some gardening. Do it alone with friends, with families, with your gardening clubs and uh, any other collected purpose. Do it inside your house, in your backyard, your hiking trail at a city, park or the street. Stay private or go public. Make it a quiet time or make a public splash. Well, I would literally splash. You could probably get arrested for that. Secondly, tell somebody about the experience. Well, they probably can see and will never come outside of the house when they see you naked again. No one owns this event. It doesn't really matter whom you tell, but tell somebody. Tell your friends about your naked gardening. Write down what you thought of. Email it to your local newspaper. Probably not the pictures, though. They're not going to post that. Post your thoughts and images onto an internet site where you're going to be kicked off Facebook, Twitter. Maybe your old MySpace page might be a place to post these pictures. Uh, submit stories and photos to your local club newsletter yeah i'm not going to be reading that newsletter people frolicking around sharing pruning clipping doing god knows what as you're thinking about the infamous uh, national garden going naked day tomorrow also think about what you're going to eat in the morning and i highly recommend a breakfast burrito in the buff i think it's the best way to eat it i think it makes you more alert to the spillage of piping hot cheese, eggs, and green chili onto parts of your body that you don't want spicy food or molten cheese on. I think it makes you more alert. And the first thing in the morning, that's what you need to wake you up. You're feeling a little bit groggy. Try eating a piping hot burrito that's squirting cheese and green chili everywhere. And I think you need to do this tomorrow. Before you go gardening tomorrow, have your breakfast burrito. It's gonna make you perfectly alert for the pruning and everything else that's ahead. If you want to if you want to mow the grass and those beautiful stripes across the grass, completely naked on your John Deere tractor mower, then have the breakfast burrito before that because that will give you the attention you need. I mean, I imagine when the uh, SAS went out into the desert to perform some sort of uh, activity and they need to be alert I mean, not only did they probably have a cold shower, I imagine they probably had a hot breakfast burrito. But there's nothing in the morning that gets you going and gets you woken up so very, very quickly than a steaming hot burrito in the buff. Ladies and mantelpieces, I give to you the roaring masculine sound of the Dominator. It's tillage time here in western Kentucky, and this video comes to you from the Green River Flats, where a John Deere 9510R four-wheel drive tractor and Kuhn Krause 4850 Dominator are working on next year's seedbed. 
with fantastic uh, broadband. Uh, Today, as I said at the top of the podcast, I wanted to introduce you to France, Francis Bourgeois. That's not his real name, but he's a TikToker. Uh, Luke Nicholson is his real name. English train spot, a social media personality most known for videos posted on Instagram and TikTok. He began making TikTok videos on train spotting during the COVID epidemic in England. Featured on ITV's This Morning, he, he was studying at University of Nottingham, but he quit his job to pursue train spotting full time. He was mocked in his younger years for train spotting by his peers. He watched trains at Williston Junction Railway Station, then went home and drew the trains he saw from memory. He moved to Froome, Somerset when he was seven. When he began secondary school, he hid his love of trains in order to fit in with peers. That's when he started putting gel on his hair. During COVID pandemic in England, he started making TikTok videos. As of January 2022, he had over 2,300,000 TikTok followers and almost uh, or just over a million Instagram followers. Bourgeois stated that people have started to recognize him in real life for his videos. Bourgeois has been criticized for being inauthentic. He made a video addressing these allegations in 2021. Bourgeois is represented by the Books Division of International Talent Management Company, UMU. He became a brand ambassador for Great Britain's rail freight in January 2022. One of his videos where he arrives and records the arrival of the British Rail Class 377 train travelling from Littlehampton to Southampton uh, while he waves at the train conductor, then proceeds to fall out of his chair, has 6.6 million views, and he's also got into modelling with a partnership for North Face and Gucci. In the photographs, he's featured as a train conductor. So a quick question to you, the Keep Gum and Cauliflower Cheese listener. So starting and pursuing a new workout regime, coming soon to a podcast near you, as I mentioned earlier. But now, do you athletes, triathletes, all of you Olympians out there, do you put on new pants, new undercrackers before you work out or afterwards? Do you put the undercrackers from the night before on when you work out and then you just throw those into the washing machine afterwards? Or do you put a fresh pair on to go and work out? I mean, this is the question. This is the dilemma. And what only, if you only have a few pairs, what do you do at that situation? I mean, I think this is one of the issues uh, and one of the dilemmas that's probably stopping me from going to the gym right now. So I was like looking and thinking, well, should I put yesterday's pair on? If I'm going to get all sweaty, then I might as well do it. Or did you put a fresh pair on? Is there any sort of gym etiquette about that? It's very, very important that I, uh, I know this. And uh, one of the things that uh, I found out recently is I get quest- questions uh, for an old fart. I mean, you get questions for the Prime Minister. Question number one. Questions to your boyfriend. Question number one. Uh, yeah, does uh, tea have an expiration date? I mean, do I, I probably look like the sort of person when I'm sitting here in a button-down shirt and a cravat delivering this podcast i'm probably the sort of person that that, that think well wh- when does your royal gray expire uh, uh you know have i left my lapsang souchong a little bit too long in the cupboard and i need to throw it away now and this is a question i was asked the other day i must look like the sort of fellow 
that probably is train spotting, but also knows how long tea lasts before it expires. Does it ever expire though? Does tea ever expire? Can you have a stale cuppa? I think I had one a few years ago where I needed a decaf and I, and I opened up and put a tea bag and it's eight years old. Now that's probably a little bit too long and it did taste a little bit stale. It had that sort of Egyptian mummy taste to it. I mean, it wasn't swaddled in wrapping and uh, dipped in uh, gold frankincense and myrrh or anything along those lines, but it did have a slightly aged, uh, slightly antiquated taste to it. So I think it does have a expiration date. And these are the sort of questions that I'm asked from now on. Now to the end of time, I'm asked old fart questions. How flappy or how much flappage do you get and you're thinking I'm talking about naked gardening again. No, I'm talking about pajamas. I saw my dear friend Pajama Man the other day. He is the superhero of the morning. He goes out in a full pajama costume, flappy pajamas around his ankles. He has a pajama coat. He did have a rather trendy baseball hat on. Didn't see which team it was. And uh, morning tradition to quickly take a picture or film him and send the picture to my mother. She's sort of in, very interested about this eccentric character uh, walking around the trails here in Colorado dressed in pajamas but I was taking a film earlier today and he was getting a lot of flappage these are very very loose almost could be 1970s flared pajamas I imagine so a lot of flappage going on uh, in the pajama leg we're talking about here luckily his pajama coat is quite long uh, so a lot of that going on but so it took a little like discreet film thinks I'm checking my phone for messages but taking a little bit the snap of him i know i'd probably get done for stalking at some point and i sent it to my mother now straight afterwards of course i uh leave the trail and like uh probably almost like half a second afterwards i see the old bill i see the police and uh they're uh, out there looking up the trail and probably saw me filming pajama man my uh, stalking case is gonna be up with the court probably very very soon Thank you for so much for listening to the podcast today, introducing you to the Dominator in our little game of tractor tr trumps. We had an old aging 1970s tractor and the sounds, the brrring sounds there. And then we had the Dominator for you to hear for your audio delectation. Uh, we also talked about flappage, both with Pajama Man and uh, also with our dear friends who are doing Naked Gardening. It's World Naked Gardening Day tomorrow. Get ready. Get your prunes, get your shears, make sure your back's waxed. You want to dress, well, undress to impress if you're doing a National Naked Gardening Day, which is tomorrow. And I'm sure we'll have more celebration of that tomorrow, being uh, the first Saturday in May. But if you like and subscribe to the podcast, please do at Keep Cheese on Twitter, Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese on Instagram, Slacker, Breaker, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, there's an audio version lots and lots of delightful uh lots of delightful nonsense for you if you just like the audio but if you want a little bit of summertime playlist you want your chappy but you want some music you want some summer tunes in between then you know you can uh, soak up the playlist and soak up the sun with some cheryl crow and the butler emporium playlist or you also a little bit of train spotting you've got some born slippy some lust for life Iggy Pop, some Mariah Carey Fantasy, some Elton John Crocodile Rock, Fat Bottom Girls, many, many tunes. If you like your music interspersed between Rabbit, 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 
rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. And that's not Chaz and Dave. That's me that's basically rabbiting on for an hour uh, twice a week on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. Coming up next, we have a poem. This is Crossing the Bar by Alfred or Tennyson. Sunset at evening star and one clear call for me. There may be no moaning at the bar when I put out to sea. But such a tide of moving seems asleep, too full for sound and foam. And when the drew out the boundless deep turns again home. Twilight and evening bell and after the dark. There may be no sadness or farewell when I embark. Throughout born of time and place, the flood may bear me far. I hope to see my pilot face to face when I have crossed the bar. I will be back again before the close of the weekend for Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. But have a lovely day. Soak up the sun. Get the SPFs out. Get ready for Naked Gardening Day. I don't want the pictures of Naked Gardening Day, but I'm sure there's local newsletters that may want it. Until next time, cheerio.